Welcome to Orion Valley. Brian, did you see the Briner butthole pick when Chris sent it? I'm sending it again just to be think safe. So. Did I? Just to be safe. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we worship the Reiner butthole pick. Yeah, Isayama drew that. That little Hershey's kiss of a butthole he's got going on there. Uh, season three, episode seven, eight, nine. Roll the theme music. Oh, we're so thirsty, but we cannot drink after all the one fourth have rested in peace. We can't find something that makes us come up. Break down the walls and eat all your moms in. If you come attack us, you become delicious like Rose, and we won't feel bad for you at all. And if you're in the server coast, you become a server coast. It's when we see green, we have a ball. God rules, air jewels, we got something very cool. Connie's bald, Kenny slays, Bruno has a weirdest name. Everyone's strong, how to keep you, I will kill you in your sleep. I'm a smart black safe, what the hell does Brian think? I don't know, I've never seen this show. It's Like the behind the scenes of that part, Noah. <laughs> yeah, it's so much less climatic when the theme music doesn't start playing. Yeah, um, I, I peaked so bad when I did it that time. Hey, can you please release um, a lyrics video to the song? Because every time I listen to it, I learn like one more word, but I'm still only at like 40 <laughs> words. So I'm so close to piecing together what's going on, but I'm not quite there. That's my expert strategy for getting people to come back and listen to this podcast over and over again. All right. Well, is every time they listen, they get one more word. Every time I listen to the opening theme, I keep th- hearing the very first, like, the first words. I don't know what they actually are. All I can hear is Sullivan saying, like, oh, pussy boy. Oh, yeah. Can I scream? <laughs> That's all I hear. Chris, keep all of this in. <laughs> Chris, please don't keep all of this in. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans, an Attack on Titans rewatch podcast where we also sometimes drink tea. My name is Sullivan Harris. Uh, I am the big schnoz titan. This is my third time watching through the show. I'm watching the dub, and uh, I'm not drinking tea today. I'm drinking coffee. Someone else I thought you said themselves. this is Tea Time no. with Titans. Um, no, I'm Ben. Oh, I'm- wait, wait, wait. Uh, sorry, I'm drinking some sort of black tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's much well, now more I'm mysterious. not introducing myself because you interrupt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, ben, ben. I'm sorry. I'm Ben. I'm the beer tits and ass titan. I'm drinking Earl Grey tea and I'm the sub dub and manga consumer. And uh, I'm, I'm Brian. I'm the I'm the Sonic the Hedgehog titan and Noah's gone. Noah's back. He's back. <laughs> I'm I'm the first time watcher of this show, and uh, I never drink tea, but I do have a candle that's pumpkin scented. So don't, don't drink that. You, why? <laughs> yeah, light it on fire for like an hour, then you'll have some tea. Oh, you know, a little okay. something to drink. Um, Noah, is your recording still going? Uh, I just started it again. What the fuck? Uh, okay, and today we have for the very first time on this podcast uh, my very old, very good friend, Noah McMullen. Hi, everybody. Uh, just so you know, he means very old, not as in like I am ancient, <laughs> yeah. but we have known each other for a while. I, I suppose in reference, I could be old, but I do, I guess not yet. Uh, I'm Noah. No, you're actually 70. I'm 70 years old, uh, going strong, <laughs> hoping for five more years. <laughs> Hit that oh average, God. that yearly expected average. <laughs> I am the not a simp titan. Because I am the Titan that simps, but will keep denying it. Um, well, you're the you're the RD Titan now. Oh yes, I can also be the RD Titan. Uh, if any of my residents are listening, please turn this off right now. 
Um, <laughs> you don't want to hear this. <laughs> I work at an undisclosed location, um, and I'm drinking some blueberry <laughs> lavender tea with honey. Hmm, what the fuck? That sounds bougie. <laughs> Thanks, I added the honey in myself. It was one of those little bears that you squirt out of, you know? <laughs> I think Ooh. I think there are many ways you could have uh, referenced the bear-shaped bottles of honey. <laughs> But bear that you squirt honey out of is probably the worst way you could have done it. Ew. Yeah, but perhaps it's the most visceral. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and this is the most visceral show I've probably ever watched. So there's our tie-in. <laughs> awesome. Oh, and I have seen, I'm caught up on the anime. I have not read the manga. I've seen the anime once through, and then I've watched various episodes, either just when I feel like watching them, or if I have to rewatch them for perhaps an Attack on Titan podcast rewatch show. Uh. And are you watching or have you watched the dub or the sub? I watched the sub, and then when I rewatch these episodes, I watch the sub and the dub just to see what the dub was like. Oh, fuck. You watched the episodes twice? Well, I had the time because I wasn't sure when we were going to record, and then I watched the sub, and then I had more time than I expected. So I was like, all right, I don't remember what happened. I'll watch the dub. It's okay. You can tell the listeners that Brian didn't watch the episodes. They already know. Yeah. Gave you a lot of extra time. Yeah, I had a few extra days due to unforeseen circumstances, so I watched them again because I had I could, I did not remember what happened. Do I remember what well, happened? We'll find out. You've already put in more work to this podcast Dude. than any of us ever have. Dude, awesome. someone I can finally relate to because I can't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> Anyways, this week we watched uh, episode except for except for these three episodes. You you can remember them. Well, not only that, but I want to preface this by saying I think this is my favorite sequence of episodes that we've seen thus far. Oh, shit. Whoa. Big man. That's a big claim. Big man, big claim. That's actually so much cool shit has happened that that is actually that's maybe a hot take. I don't know, though. Really? I mean, when season three is just firing out banger after banger, I get it. I get it. That's a fact. <laughs> season three is kind of like nonstop. Like, oh, you thought the last couple episodes were the best you've ever seen? Guess what? <laughs> we're going to top ourselves. Um, but we watched season three, episode seven, which is called Wish. Season three, episode eight, which is called uh, something. What the fuck is eight called? I outside, thought it was episode seven. Outside the walls of Overwood District. Yes. Yeah. And then season three, episode nine, which is called Ruler of the Walls. Um Ooh. Shall we jump into it, fellas? These are kind of oh, long yeah. episode titles. No, this is the end of the podcast. Yeah, Wish is pretty fucking long. <laughs> yeah, those four-letter <laughs> titles always get you. Um, these aren't long episodes, though. They're all, like, right up at, like, 24, like, at the exact length they could possibly go to, which is why the season three, episode seven, probably opened with no prologue. Just jumped right into the uh, title sequence. Yeah, this episode fucking starts with a bang. So, like, we have a little scene with Historia and her dad, right? That's pretty brief. He's basically just like, inject the poison, Historia. Yep. <laughs> Meet your fate. Can, can I share my thoughts on the appearance of Rod Rice? Absolutely. And if, um, yeah, if there's anything from previous episodes you want to talk about, please feel free to jump in and do that at any point. You got it. Back to episode one. No, just kidding. Uh, Rod Rice looks like <laughs> that some day, kind of... The human learned that they were cattle. He looks like some kind of sick fucking hybrid between the Monopoly Man and Mario from the hit <laughs> video games Mario. Um, <laughs> the hit video games Are you sure you're not Mario. talking about Mario from the hit television show, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Super Show? <laughs> or Mario Mario from the hit live-action film... <laughs> 
the Super Mario Bros. But regardless, I can't fucking stand how this dickhead looks. Wait, wait. A mix between Mario and what else? And the Monopoly man. You know, the little guy right, okay. with the monocle and the suit who's sometimes in jail and he's sometimes moving around the board. Very no, yeah, I can see that. He definitely has like the fashion sense of the Monopoly man. Well, it's good. It's good that you can't stand that how he looks because it's only gonna get worse. Oh, he gets <laughs> yeah. so much worse. I fucking hate this guy. Um, so this episode fucking just busts literally out the door with a fight scene. Probably one of my favorite fight scenes in the whole show. It's just good, right? Like it's good filmmaking. The the pacing of this action sequence is great. The way that the music is like really informing the what happens when is great. So like it starts with Levi Squad just fucking kicks down the door. We have all of the Kenny Squad like waiting up on these crystal pillars, which is just such a cool fucking setting to set a fight scene in. Right? You have this yeah. perfect situation for them to use the ODM gear and then it just looks phenomenal. It has like this, it, it almost feels like they're on another planet. It, this, the set piece is just like, it's not anything we've seen before. No, because it's, one, it's people fighting people, which we got a taste of at the beginning of this season. But like now this is, we are fighting to kill. You know, Levi jumps out and is like, there are 35 of them and we have to kill them all. So fucking go. Well, and something something interesting about this fight is that for one of the first times, the scouts have the upper hand, right? Because the, yes. the, the interior squad's waiting for them to come through those doors. And it's like, as soon mm-hmm. as they come through the doors, they're getting blasted. But instead of the survey corps, just some fucking barrels roll out and they're like, yeah, <laughs> it, throw, it throws them all off. And then the barrels fucking explode. Yeah. And this is kind of a natural progression of like technology that we've already seen that they have. Like we know they use the flares constantly. Right. And exactly. I love yeah. that this is an evolution of the flares. Like it's like flares, smoke. We're going to shoot the flares and blow up these oil barrels and pooch their vision. Exactly. They're using the flares as cover. It's so fucking Which cool. Which I... I always I always love in like just any movies and TV shows seeing people use flares as like weapons or defense. I always think it's really cool. I 100% yeah. agree. It's like such a visually striking thing. Yeah, just seeing people just like being clever with just the use of a flare cuz it's like mm-hmm. all they have. I'm trying to like Aquaman had cool flare shit just recently because <laughs> I have to reference Aquaman on every episode of this podcast. Sullivan, if you mention Aquaman one more time on this podcast, so fucking help me. Well, I recently saw Captain Phillips and that had the same thing too. Oh shit, did it? Yeah, it was um, like Tom, Hank, Tom Hanks like firing flares. Did, did yeah. he also have ODM gear on? Tom Hanks like looking like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Tom, yes, Tom Hanks as real life boat captain, Captain Phillips had ODM <laughs> gear when his boat was being taken over by Somalian pirates. Also, I really like this action sequence because really all the members of the 104th get a chance to do something, which is pretty cool. Like we get to see Sasha yes. with the fucking flaming arrows, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Kick down the door, she comes out. That's awesome. Connie gets to do shit. Gets to be his little quick little cue ball head yeah <laughs> john fucking kills people and i'm glad you brought up connie because like on ben's point of like them using the flares for cover like it's not just that opening moment where they're shooting off as much smoke as possible to have cover like you see armin specifically like shooting flares in the direction of his comrades to like cover them from bullets they're about to take like we have the moment where they're like Connie, get out of there before you get shot. And then they specifically shoot flares to stop him from getting exactly. Like, Armin's like, get back in the smoke. It's so fucking cool. Um, y- you mentioned Jean Noah, and that's like a really important point. Is when we see Jean attack in this battle for the first time, it's no hesitation now, which is contrasted from earlier in the season when he nearly died because he hesitated. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but we still kind of see, we still see, like, that part of his character, like, that cares about it pop out. Because when he does it, he's not just like, oh, I'm a cold-hearted exactly. killer, killer now, bitch. He's still like, this sucks, but I can't really hesitate or people are going to die. And then similarly, when, like, Sasha saves Connie by, like, shooting the person who's going to shoot him with an arrow, like, Connie is like, Sasha? Like, he, like, you see him have this moment where he realizes that his best friend just murdered someone. <laughs> I also, yeah, it's I, brutal. I, I wrote down Levi becomes the Count. Becomes the count. Oh yeah, he's like one enemy, two enemy. <laughs> he counts them pretty fucking quick too. So yeah. he, the count should watch his back. It's really cool that like him and Mikasa are the first ones out because they're the ones that can like judge the situation. Also, the enemy won't recognize them. They'll just think some Beyblades flew through the air. <laughs> yeah. So like halfway through this fight, Kenny shows up. And Kenny has this theme song that just fucking rules. Like, we've heard it before when he showed up in episode one and two. It's like this... It sounds like a rap song. Guitar going. There's, like, bass guitars, like, like these bass guitars playing these super low notes. It feels super, like, cowboy-like. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like this almost, like, modern cowboy theme song mixed with this, like, orchestral singing that we're used to hearing yeah. with the show. It's just wild. But this time... <laughs> The song comes in with the addition of fucking like a metal drum backing track. It's like we're listening to like a Metallica drum track on top of this already awesome theme. Um, and we finally get this showdown between Kenny and Levi and it rules. Can I just ask, like, does Kenny always quote Fat Albert when he enters a room? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Kenny just says so much weird shit. I, I also wrote down in my notes that he goes, neener, neener, neener. Yes, and I I'm wrote like, that down too on. in the Japanese when he walk, comes in. It doesn't even translate it. It just goes, he goes, neener, neener, neener. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I wrote down so many verbatim Kenny lines from this episode because everything he says is just ridiculous. <laughs> but during this Kenny and Levi fight, the Kenny theme song not only has the metal drum track under it, it also has lyrics now. Yeah, and they're like fucking just, yeah. rapping. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so, it's so cool. fucking sick. Dude, it's, there is a full version of this song. Like You don't hear all the lyrics in the show, but there is a full like three-minute version of this song where the entire thing has like a rap part over it, and the entire thing is just about Kenny and his life, <laughs> and it's absolutely ridiculous one of the most ballsy music choices that this show has ever made and i've gone through the forums and it still fits somehow yeah i agree i've gone through the forums and so many people are saying that it's just too cheesy for them this rap part that kicks in and the first really? time i watched it i kind of felt that too but like at this point just like seeing how wild this show gets i am completely on board with this and i think it fucking rules yo fuck those forums it does rules it's awesome come on <laughs> Fuck them forums. They don't fucking know shit, man. They're not drinking tea. Yeah, so this song kicks in. We have Kenny fighting Levi. Then we also have, like, Mikasa fighting the, uh, like, Kenny's second-in-command, which is sick. And, like, the way this Kenny-Levi fight just culminates in Levi throwing the oil pouch, Kenny shooting it, and then Levi just fucking bursting through the flames. So sick. <laughs> and I love when Kenny's, like, retreating. He's just going, like... Oh, owie. He's like whining as he like flies off. <laughs> that really hurt. Ow. 
Kenny has a really funny way of using his ODM gear. Like the anti-personnel gear, they kind of have to do more of a Spider-Man motion with it. But Kenny really just like lets himself dangle. Yeah. <laughs> like all of his limbs just go limp. And he just like kind of lets him lets himself fly. Dude, I do love seeing all those dickheads Spider-Man around in this cave. Because they fully look like it. They're like shooting it up. They're going yeah. there. It's pretty awesome. All those dickheads know us. <laughs> um... But we also see more strategy from the Levi squad where they're like, look, they have these guns. They can only shoot the guns in the direction they want to fly. And so, yes. like, once they shoot their gear out, they get one shot and then their backs are totally, like, open for us to hit. Which is pretty impressive to figure out from one fight with them. Uh-huh. Armin read the manga. And then on top of that, it's also like they have the two pistols. That means they only have two shots. They have to reload. And like they're trying to reload while they're flying around, which means once they get those two shots off, we've got some fucking time to take them out. And so we see that like the advantage that the Levi squad had like genuinely doesn't just come from them being these super impressive, badass superheroes. It comes from them coming in with such a thorough plan. I like Hanji flying in to fight the second in command lady. And she's like, aha, another reckless spirit. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love Hanji. She just, she's having so much fun, even if she's, like, gonna she die. Is. She's just having a good time. And I, I just love the little moment of this, like, second-in-command lady. I don't know if she has a name. I've just been calling her the second-in-command lady. Sullivan hates women. But, like, the blonde lady That's with okay. the ponytail. She doesn't have a name. Brian hates women. Um, I like that she's like, oh, shit, they know our weaknesses. I can use that to our advantage. And she does. Like, she shoots off her shots and misses Hanji, so Hanji thinks she has an opening. And then she just shoots her with the like the anchor of the ODM gear and it's like sick. Yeah, and it's fucking Hanji fucking goes down. She fucking like hits her and then she like whips her around. Hanji takes Mm -hmm. a fucking beating. And then there's like a blood streak. Brian, this is your first time watching it. Yeah, were you worried at this point? I was a little bit worried. Like a tad, a little bit worried for Hanji. Dude, I fucking seen it and I was worried. <laughs> yeah, it, it is like it's the blood streak going down the pillar. Yeah, that does it for me. It's just the slam when she hits it, dude. That's like that's like bat like Bane breaking Batman's back, <laughs> but it's a pillar and Hanji, and it's not Batman. <laughs> Brian, can you make a Photoshop of uh, this episode where you just put the text like bat? You put the text Bane over the pillar, put Batman over Hanji, and it just makes no sense. I'll like it though. The Kenny squad retreats because they're getting completely fucked. They really just took out like twenty five of them. Like I tried counting the remaining members of Kenny squad later on in like the next episode. There's only like ten of them left. They killed fucking twenty five people. And with no casualties on their side, they had Hanj who, you know, got a little fucked up, but no casualties on the scout Mm -hmm. side. And so we cut back into, uh, you know, Aaron, Historia and her dad. And we get this drop that the founding Titans, when once you get the power of the founding Titan, if you are a rice, you get all the previous memories of the past founding Titans. And so. Rod is kind of using this to convince Historia to turn into a Titan and eat Aaron because he's like, hey, you could see your sister again, who is dead, as we learned in the last couple episodes. Oh, and and you get really pretty eyes. No, as a Sim. You do yeah. get very pretty eyes. I think that's you really why like they're these, doing it. They're like these deep light purples. Like, it's cool. They also <laughs> have like that, like white, like stripes going like outwards. Right. Which is we, we see on. Aaron when he comes out of the Titan, but it doesn't stay, and on them it kind of seems to stay. Yeah. 
But yeah, Rod is like, yo, Frida was going to like eat my my brother, right? My little brother had the founding titan before and she was going to use those powers to like save humanity, right? Frida was supposed to be the one that was going to save the world and your dad just fucking ate her. <laughs> he like, well, not your dad, like Aaron's dad ate her and like ruined any chance we had. Mm-hmm. We also find out, which I think we kind of knew before but like only a rice can like truly use the founding titans powers like truly use their command over all the other titans um and when he says that kenny flies down and he's like what the fuck dude you know this whole time i was just trying to scam you to eat the titan myself and get god powers the way kenny lands too there's just something to it It just it's like a little bit fabulous it's a little bit michael jackson but it's also i he just it's so it's awesome. He just lands and he comes in ready to fuck shit up. No, yeah, the way he moves is so fucking funny. That's what I was trying to say before. The way he moves and the way he talks. Because, like, he lands and Historia, like, is like, stop bullying my dad. Don't hurt him. And Kenny says, your daddy doesn't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love really this, funny. like, casual conversation Kenny's having with Historia while he's like in the process of trying to like kill Rod. He like has this knife literally in Rod's mouth (laughs) and he's like explained to Historia like your dad just wants to use you like he's trying to sell you on all this shit making you think he cares but he just wants to use you like he's like your dad's too scared to become a titan like that's why he's making you do it and Rod has this very strange comeback where he's like it is essential that I do not turn into a titan. Um, and I like this line he says to Kenny about like, you have been very good to me. You served your purpose. Now, like, go find a new purpose in life and like live out your days. Right. Like you did good. Hopefully the world is safe now. And (laughs) Kenny's just like, yeah, fuck that. That bore me to death. (laughs) Can I also say, I think it's so the line, his story has a line where she says like, why are you glaring Aaron? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So even if you don't know what's going on. Awesome. Very cool. Even if you don't know what's going on, homie is restrained. He's shirtless. He's gagged. He can glare a little bit. That's okay. He's got every right. Also, she's like, why are you glaring? But like, he's not just glaring. He's like going. Like, it's more like he's fucking screaming at you, Historia. I know. In the in the dub, you can very like clearly tell he's like being like, it's like a muffled no. Like he's screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. like, yeah, it's because he realizes like Historia is going to have to eat him to get these powers. And maybe he doesn't fucking want that. So Kenny's line, which I think is going to have a lot more purpose uh, going forward in this season, is he says, go on for the sake of drawing breath doesn't sound like any sort of life to me. And then he just decides he's going to go full Joker and just become an agent of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> he's like, I'm living in a scene of a hit anime TV show. I'm going to make this interesting for you. Full y'all. Joker. I know. I love. He's just like, go ahead and become a Titan, but let's at least give Aaron a fair fight. <laughs> yeah. And he like slices Aaron's head so Aaron can transform if he wants to. Um, and I like when all of this is coming to a head, he like, He's like, uh-oh, Rick and I better step back. Dude, they also go so hard on, like, the Jesus imagery right here with, like, Aaron, like, chained up T-posing. He's got, like, the blood coming out looking like a crown of thorns. He's got, like, that eight-pack. Also, can, we haven't mentioned it. Why Aaron is just so fucking ripped. Because <laughs> I feel like normally when they draw him, he just looks like a little twink, little 15-year-old. But now that his shirt's off, they're like, oh, no. He's ripped. He's fucking ripped. He's an anime protagonist. Of well, course he's ripped. 
Everyone in this show has ridiculous abs, and it's just because yeah. they're all yeah. malnourished. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've oh, even yeah, seen Armin true. shirtless before, and even Armin's, like, ripped. Yeah. Because they kind of have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, think about it, right? They It makes sense that they all have these abs. If you think about the ODM gear and what it is, it's just, like, stuntman wiring. And, yeah. like, when you're in stuntman wiring like that, you are using your core to stabilize yourself the whole time. So I guess it kind of makes sense, but it's still fucking hilarious that Aaron looks like a supermodel when yeah. he has it's, his shirt on. It does make sense. It's just when he has his shirt on, he's so sneaky about it. He's like, yes, I'm just a little <laughs> twink. Don't worry. And then he takes it off and it's like, oh, he is not a twink. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Aaron doesn't turn into a titan, though. And his story is like, dude, turn it. I'm not going to turn into a fucking titan unless like this is a fair fight. Like what Kenny says makes sense. You're my friend. Like, I'm not going to do this. And Aaron has this speech where and this is brutal. Like, he's so quiet. He isn't yelling. He's just kind of tearing up and he's saying all this like like you, there's a lot of emotion there, but he's staying calm about it. This, which again yeah, is this, very bizarre to see from Aaron. This whole sequence, it was it was heartbreaking, honestly. It was heartbreaking mm -hmm. to watch. Well, because, yeah, you're seeing him come to terms with the fact that, like, maybe he is not the good guy. Maybe his dad was the bad guy, came in, fucked everyone's chance of, like, living, like, of humanity getting out of this finally. And so he's just like, if all of what your dad is saying is true, then yes, eat me. Like, eat me, get the power, yeah. and, like, turn he's like He's, around. like, giving yeah. up at this point. And, I mean, that's particularly hard, like, with, like, the viewer knowledge of, like, this isn't Aaron's fault at all. Like Aaron never mm -hmm. asked for any yeah, of no. this. Like yeah. Grisha seems to have forced this onto him. It is a really nice moment of character growth for him too. This whole time, because they could just play his inner monologue and let us hear him scream and shit. They, they let him do so much listening. He's doing so much listening, and things are really landing on him and affecting him, which is not yeah. something we see from him that much. It, it's a, it's a good moment for him. It's a really no, big absolutely. moment we really don't we don't get much inner monologue at all this season to be honest no, no he's bound and gagged can't talk at all for most of it thank god and <laughs> yeah this is just like the gradient we've seen of eric of erica okay. <laughs> aaron's character growth uh over the past like i don't know probably like 12 or so episodes of him like really learning to calm down assess a situation it's just done very well like it's done almost subtly which is much better than when he was in the forest and that's when he said he was gonna do it he's like i gotta <laughs> yeah. i gotta like control my emotions immediately tackles reiner <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also um, does anybody want to role play aaron gag tied up and historia about to eat him Okay, no thing. Are Never you, mind. Are you soliciting from our listeners right now? Uh, sorry, I just I just zoned out there. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> uh, my eyes rolled over. Something possessed me. Sorry. Please continue. But so Historia basically comes back and she's like, "Hold the fuck on. We've had this power the whole time to control the Titans, exactly. right? And we've we've known that we could do this. So why haven't we done it?" And Rod explains the first king believed that like everybody fearing the Titans and being stuck inside these walls was the only way for humanity to survive. And so whenever people get the founding Titan power, they get whatever this these like memories are and it makes them not want to do anything about it either. So like we can kind of assess that like Rod Rice's younger brother probably wanted to turn this shit around when he got the powers. But as soon as he got them, he was like, no. Like what? What is right is keeping everyone scared and in the walls. I will say the manga does a really incredible cliffhanger right here on the chapter where it like ends. It has like Historia like ready Shooting to inject up. the serum, and then the next 
page is like the titan transformation and then the chapter just ends Ooh. oh that's so cool <laughs> the, wait that was a really cool fucking shot too with the pillars shit. yeah it's, all it's like, like yeah. it looks like it's lifted right out of the show wow. well like, most of them do but yeah this one is yeah. very pretty dude that is some quality misdirection <laughs> there was actually there were a couple so. shots there were a couple shots that I took pictures of because I like was blown away by them in, in this next yeah, episode. These ice caves, ice caves, like crystal ice caves, whatever. Cave. Like I said, it's like a different planet. And it's such like in the show so far, we've just had this imagery of like, you know, like French cities and like fucking woods and like fields. Like it's all pretty basic. And this is the first time we've like had a visual that is otherworldly. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, But so Historia and her dad, they're like fucking going at it. Um, Rod is trying to like last ditch effort convince her that the right thing to do is transform and eat Aaron and Historia has this flashback of Amir when she says live a life you can be proud of and Krista fucking smashes that syringe on the ground <laughs> body slams her fucking dad <laughs> what uh, speaking of like moments of growth what a great moment for her because the last few episodes I feel like she's just like yeah daddy whatever you want okay I'm yeah just, she like, finally have like a family stands member. up for herself yeah and now she's like actually oh, big judo flip fuck you man and she just like <laughs> fucks him and it's awesome and like the, as she like <laughs> well, don't say she fucks him <laughs> oh, oh no oh no I'm so sorry for that that is uh please don't it take exists. that out context <laughs> and she just like fucks him and it's awesome and like uh, but i love when she slaps the syringe out of his hand and like the beat drops and like the music comes in and she's just like i'm gonna do what i want i was gonna it's really interesting like in his like last like gasp of a ramble he's just going like you know what that makes so you a god yeah. And she goes, fuck your God. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, dude. She's she's almost been in this like trance for the past couple episodes because all she's wanted her whole life is like fucking family. And now she has it in front of her and he's telling her all these insane things. And it is that line of like, we are gods that makes her fucking lose it. And all of her lines after this are hilarious. She she says, like Ben said, God my ass, I'm done with your shit. <laughs> Yeah, she's and also she, like runs up to Aaron, and I love Kenny's line of him just being like, ah, ha, ha, "That's the spirit. This is getting good." Yes, I love Kenny's just commenting in the background, like this is just a TV show for him. Yeah, Kenny's watching the show with us. Dude, also Kenny just got like fucking half of his stomach slashed off, and he's like, "Ah, no big deal." Oh, I know. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> even mention that. Fucking Levi got him, and Aaron's like fucking whining at his story as she comes to like unlock his binds. He's like, "Ah, just eat me, turn me." to a titan and historia yells shut up dumbass yeah i <laughs> love that she like hits him on the head too i think it's pretty yeah. awesome she's also i feel like she's never been a character that swears now every other word she's like fuck you fuck god dumbass she broke her dad's back i like that part yeah. i just think this is also genius like you said there's so much jesus imagery with aaron and like even in the next episode and a bit in this episode he's talking about like I'm like I kept viewing myself as like this one true savior, but like I'm just a fucking kid, and like that's why he wants to be eaten. And then to have it all culminate and like Rod being like, "Yes, we are gods," and Historia being like, "Fuck your god!" Like, it's cool. It's good shit. It's really good writing. Um, and then Rod licks the Titan juice. I this is one of my oh least my favorite god. shots in the show. Is him like crawling oh on the floor and being like, "Oh god, brother." How do you like that Father. scene? How do you like that scene, Brian? God, I, I hate is it. Is that the is that the frame that you wanted my reaction to? Yeah, oh my, that's god. so fucking funny. And then we see it in the next episode too. It's not like we're one and done. They're sure to show it to us again. We see like the. Uh, He's so fucking feverish about it. 
Yeah. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. It, the, the fucking, like, just desperation in his goddamn eyes. Oh, oh my God. And it's, it's I wrote so in my notes, Rod licks Titan juice, uh-oh. Because he uh -oh. just, like, explodes after yeah. he eats the Titan juice. It's also a pretty big moment for him because everything in this episode is pointed to him like he will not become a Titan. He can't. He is not willing to. Mm -hmm. Now, he, he is making this last-ditch effort to try and hold on to what he thinks is right and what he thinks yeah. is necessary. Because we're kind of at the end of the Rod Ray shit, so I kind of want to talk about him a bit deeper. Because I've mentioned before, I think he is just an absolutely fucking fascinating character because he doesn't seem to be all that evil but yet he does all these bad things and he lives in this gray area that i think that the show fucking thrives in right like we have him saying i cannot turn into a titan so like we know he doesn't want like this giant titan to go out and destroy shit we know that he all he wants is for someone to take on the founding titan power from the rice family get all the secrets and then turn so humanity can be saved like he wants the same things as our heroes but as kenny says i think in the next episode he's like you stupid idiot like you knew a bunch about titans but you didn't know enough and now you fucked all this up um like he's just screaming at rod and it's like yeah He's fucking up in the same way our main character is fucked up just because he doesn't have all the pieces of information. Like, everyone has so much information, but nobody has all of it. And that is where, like, all of the conflict in this show comes from. Which is why I just think Rod is a brilliant character because he just is, like, all of that personified. And now he's a big fucking gross slug man. He <laughs> really is a big gross slug man. He's, oh he's also just so thick, even before he transforms, dude. While he's looking up that Titan juice, I see him. I see that he snatched. <laughs> Wait, so are we on to episode eight now? Is that our transition? Yeah, ep episode eight. Outside the walls of Orvid District, or as Noah likes to call it, Rod Rice is snatched. Um, <laughs> dude, his transformation is also pretty cool. Like seeing his spine shoot oh up. Oh, I know. It's great, and it, it kind of reminds me of, I think, the first time we see Aaron transform on screen. Uh, like, it kind of follows him, like, all the way up his body to his head as, like, the head appears. Um, and I just love that shot. It was a great shot. Yeah. Um, but we get confirmation Hanji's alive. The cave is, like, caving in because Rod Rice is turning into this giant fucking beast. And Levi's like, all right. Uh, Moblet, Armin, get Hanji the fuck out of here. We're going to go save Aaron's ass. They go into the cave. And Aaron is still whining like a little baby. And Historia, I like her line. I love. Like, I, I just wanted. I just wanted to say I love the line. I don't remember who gives it, but he said he says to Aaron, "Stop whining, you half naked weirdo." That's John. <laughs> yeah, that's John. In a minute, <laughs> I love John, and he just really shuts Aaron up. I fucking I cried laughing at so, that. So line. there's a few variations of how he says it, and it's like there's one where he's like you topless whiny baby or something. I think in the sub, <laughs> and then in like the dubbered manga, it's like you shirtless wonder or something. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down in the sub, he says, shut up already, you topless wimp. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in the in the dub, he says, stop whining, you half-naked weirdo. <laughs> I like half-naked weirdo the most. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, Historia's helping him out, and like, we have this thing where she's like, fuck it, right? Like, I could have this power and like, maybe save humanity, but like, if this makes me an enemy of humanity, fuck it. Like, I'm your ally. And like, that is something I love about... Krista, and we've talked about it before, she, like, 
values these personal relationships with individuals more than she does like humanity or people on a whole like she is like Aaron I am with you right now I'm saving you you're my friend and that's all that matters yeah I'm pretty sure she even says something like my whole life I felt like hopeless and weak and like no one could help me so now I need to help people who feel like that this very potent line she has is like when I see someone crying saying they aren't needed like I need to help them because like that's what I was for so long. Yeah, it's like sweet, you know. Like she says, she calls back to that mo- that conversation she had with Aaron in the first couple of episodes, where he says like, "You're just a regular person now. Like we're all buds." She <laughs> says like that means so fucking much to me after the life I've lived. Yeah, this, it's just like especially it's like what Aaron says is so, re- so resonant with her personality of like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see somebody saying that they don't belong in this world. I don't want to see someone yes. wishing they were never born. Also, changing gears just slightly, I wrote down that at the same time, Kenny says in the sub, you done goofed up big time. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that. And it's awesome. You done goofed up big time. <laughs> That's a really funny translation. <laughs> I think in the dub, he's literally just like, you messed up. Oh, my God. You done goofed um, up. I also love when he's Kenny's like, Rod Rice, you fucking idiot. You claimed you yeah. knew so much about the Titans, but you're just as clueless as us, you bitch. Mm-hmm. Like you said, all these moments when the crew shows up to save Aaron are so good. Like, Historia gets blown back into the wall, and before she, like, sp- fucking heads herself on the crystals like Mikasa flies in and grabs her and like embraces her in this like lover's grip yeah (laughs) and like this shot of Jean, Connie, and Levi all like grabbing Aaron to like hold him and get his shit like untied in time. Like it's fantastic it's like really good imagery it's like these guys are all friends you know oh in the okay in the dub uh Kenny says damn it all Rod you really screwed the pooch you dumbass (laughs) which is equally funny I think (laughs) you screwed the pooch Aaron is like having this absolute crisis right over the fact that he sucks yeah (laughs) he's he's basically breaking down and being like I have not done anything of value this is like this is like just a repeat of season two the end of season two and he sees this like vial that's been blown back against the wall that says armor on it and him, like, having this panic attack while Levi's squad basically is just calmly trying to figure out a solution to the situation honestly makes me tear up. Like, I just think this is a very powerful scene overall. They're just, like, all saying these little things. Like, John is like, dude, chill out. Like, we're going to find a way out of this. And Connie's like, yeah, dude, calm down. We've been through way worse than this. And Sasha's like, yeah, I- it kind of sucks that we're getting used to these, like, life and death scenarios, but, like, so be the way of life. Just another day for the Survey Corps. Yeah, and I gotta say, I love this repeat theme of Levi, with it's just honestly, we was like, Aaron, yes, I'm yes. sorry I'm doing this to you. Yes. I hate to do it, but you gotta make a choice, and I don't know what the right choice is. And this moment is so fucking great, because it's one of the only times we are seeing Aaron make a choice completely of his own that is, like, putting his life in danger he's like saying fuck it if i like i'm not this messiah i can die if i need to and he runs forward with this vial like bites down transforms into a titan and like he saves the day by doing that by like making this 
choice um, where everyone else is kind of telling him don't make any choices because you're a dumb little kid. And he has this inner monologue where he's like, I want you to just this once let me believe in myself. And that's mm-hmm. when he transforms. I will say that that armor vial is just so fucking convenient, man. I feel like not a lot of this stuff in this show takes like a convenient route, but that's pretty fucking convenient man it also brings up a lot of questions yes like why is that in there remember that historia took rod's bag and went up and was like took the keys to unlock right it was in the bag historia got got blown back you can see other vials um scattered yeah. about armor just is the one closest to Aaron. that makes me wonder what other vials are there exactly like hardening is an ability that he already has we know that but like now he's able to do it very well well i mean the know? hardening the hardening experience concluded Aaron couldn't harden remember they tried and tried and tried and they're like oh, he can't okay, do okay. it like why can't he do it why can't annie and reiner like or why can annie harden why is reiner so hard why can Aaron not do the same thing oh why is reiner so hard <laughs> i knew he was gonna fucking do that but no no no. yeah you're you're right it's like do all of these titan powers come from these vials then like does reiner have that armor like does annie have her ability to harden because they got injected with shit like this or like drank shit like this, whatever these fucking potions are. It's just like opening up a whole nother branch of this tree that we haven't even fucking considered yet. Right. And then it makes me wonder like, what is the fluid? Like, is it also some kind of like spinal it's monster fluid? energy drink? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. No, that's a good point though. Like, cause is it like if you take spinal fluid from like Reiner, for example? Right, or from Annie. Can you put that in someone else and then they get part of that power? And then how does Rod Rice have this shit? Yeah, exactly. Where did it all come from? Any theories, Brian? Oh, no, I just got the thought to do another Photoshop. Okay, cool. Um, if I can find the frame. All these shots just show how clean Levi's undercut is. His hair's just looking <laughs> good. I don't know when he has all the time to get this undercut. His hair's always like one day out of the barber, and it's clean. I simp for him. I don't know what else to say. Thank you. <laughs> Levi uses all of his wages at, at his barber. <laughs> I believe it. But so, yeah, fucking Rod Rice completely transforms as like Armin Moblet and Hanji are like limping out of this um chapel and fucking he's like a goddamn got atrophied limbs looking like a slug fucking this like slinky dog from toy story disgusting this is by far the nastiest titan that i think we've seen (laughs) it's so weird i hate it okay i want i want to show you my notes there was one shot where he was like he was literally crawling out of the ground and these are the notes that i took when i first saw it what the fuck is that shit crawling out of the ground why in the goddamn hell (laughs) like i couldn't yeah i couldn't believe what i was seeing i sent a meme above that no one acknowledged i saw no i i i saw it i saw it ben don't worry (laughs) i i don't like it but i saw it i don't like it either ben (laughs) oh no ben come on (laughs) have some fucking shame ben <laughs> I also wrote down a couple names for the for the big the big boy Titan. Oh. Just trying to consider what it could be. I put uh, the long boy Titan, and I also put okay. the chode Titan, or perhaps would be the massive chode Titan, because his his proportions are just so fucked, man. And I, it's we, we've not, never seen a Titan like this. Why is he like this? Why is he so? Huge? It's literally his his body is like a worm, and then he's got like stick arms and legs coming out and he can't even like 
pick his face up from the ground. He's just constantly like smelling the fucking earth. Yeah. And what's so bizarre to me, right, is he looks like he should be a shifter titan, right? Like he has a very unique look to him. He's twice the size of the fucking colossal titan, but he's just like an abnormal, right? Like he doesn't, he has no control over himself. He is a normal titan, but it is like the most bizarre abnormal we've seen so far. Yeah. I wonder, like, how Rod Rice knew that he would turn into something like this. Because, like you said, he was basically begging to not be turned into a Titan. Right. I'm wondering if he knew or, like, is it just his selfishness that he doesn't want to be a Titan and he doesn't want to die? Or, like, is he scared or or what? Or does he know that he's going to turn into this monstrosity? I think he has to know because he specifically says, like, it is important that I don't transform. I think he knew. Honestly, I think he knew that he would turn into this fucking gross abomination of mankind. Is it just because he's a little chunky? Is that it? Is it just because he's <laughs> always a little I'm chunky? A, I'm going to be a fat little titan. I don't want anyone to see my fat little titan. Baby. Uh, something I will note here. This is another part. So like you'll notice the titan. Rod Rice's titan is CGI. And right. I was going to bring right, it up yeah. because it kind of gets shit on. But I think really? it works really well here. Just like to give a sense of the scale of his Titan. There's a few shots. It looks awkward. But other than that, it looks really good. Yeah, I think it looks absolutely phenomenal. Like it mixes in with the animation so well. I was scrolling through. I was like on Reddit and I saw it. I saw some thread that was talking about like CGI in animation or something. And that people talked about Attack on Titan and how they don't like the 3D model CGI Titans. And I didn't understand what they were talking about because I, I think that it, it looks awesome in this, honestly. Yeah, I've seen some pretty shit CGI, so I think it's pretty solid. I was about to say, anyone who, yeah. who's watched an appreciable amount of anime has seen absolutely shit CGI and others anime. It usually doesn't turn out well, but they actually kind of put some effort in Attack on Titan to make it blend in. Maybe a little. Yeah. A little effort. And I think they're also doing a lot of smart things to blend it in with the animation well. Like, for example, like, Brian and I know this well. Like, if you're doing a Photoshop and it doesn't look good, you just, like, slap a vignette over it or slap some shadows on it. Like, give it a strong light source or something, and then it'll look more, like, together. And, like, they're doing that with, like, all the steam... Yeah. And they're like doing that with all the steam coming off of it, for example. Like it's kind of, the steam is almost this buffer between the draw, hand drawn animation and the CGI animation. It just goes such a long way in making it look like it's actually a part of the scene. Um, yeah. So yeah, I completely disagree that it looks bad. I think it looks fantastic. And speaking of things that look fantastic, I love the quick shot of like right before they pull Aaron out of his hardened Titan. And you see like the quick shot of like his spine and then his head, but with some of his Titan features. I don't really know what's up with it, but it's a sweet shot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I did not notice that. I have it. I have the it right one. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And then like if you look at his oh, face, gross. he's got like his Titan teeth and like his oh, nose yeah. looks like his Titan. <laughs> like I don't know what's up with that, but it, it's a cool idea. I want to say that this is, I think, one of the coolest shots in yeah, it looks the entire so good. show. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's literally... He's showing us the shot of, like, um, you can see the crystal caves, like, caved in below where Rod Rice crawled out, and you see, like, Rod Rice out in the distance crawling off. It looks awesome. Yeah. 
Fuck, there's so much I want to talk about. Real quick, something I find fucking hilarious is that the last time we saw Erwin and the crew, they're like, all right, let's get to the ice caves and save Erwin and Historia. And then they show up there and everything has gone to shit. The whole chapel is destroyed. There's a giant crater in the ground. Rod Rice is fucking crawling away and they're all just like standing there with their jaws agape. What the fuck is that? Like, what happened? Um... And Owen's like, all right, uh, we move. Erwin's eyebrows are so thick. They're like half his face, man. That's that's his defining feature. How have you missed at that to this point? Well, they fit his face well, you know? They they fit his face. I feel like I'm always just distracted by his little, like, what do you call it? Like his little bolo tie. I feel like like I'm always looking at that. Yeah, I'm always looking at that. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Also, I didn't realize how many characters have bolo ties in the show. It's a lot of them. It's more than just Irwin? Fuck yeah, it is. I didn't even know what a bolo tie was. It's almost like a military designation. Like, if you've gone through shit, you get a bolo tie. Anyways, we gotta keep moving. We're so... This episode's going so long. But the bolo ties. Levi pulls Aaron out of the Titan, and he's like, well, fuck, Aaron. Your architecture skills leave a lot to be desired, but (laughs) this might just save humanity. (laughs) This might be, like, the first time or, or like, Levi's, like, complimented Aaron on something, and he's like, oh, this is some impressive work. Yeah, he's so hopeful. Like, he's like, fuck, we've lost a lot of people, but goddamn, Aaron, this could seal the wall the hole in wall mario like this could fucking like do it this could save us and i love sasha running up after all of this yes and she's it's like so funny <laughs> she's like oh my god aaron do you have any idea what i was thinking when all that happened i was thinking you were stumbling around like a drunk whining little baby <laughs> she's like that was terrible for me have that, some dignity that bit's like 30 seconds long it is I know, so funny so much and she even says at the end she's like at least that's what i was thinking <laughs> Yeah, I guess just to bust through this, like, they're all basically riding to Orbit District, which is what Rod Rice is heading for, right? It's heading yeah. towards this nipple city. And nipple city. Aaron is like, listen, we could, we still have a shot of getting a true founding titan. Like, we could just throw me in front of this thing, let it eat me. He'll turn back into a human. We can, like, lock him down. We can try to control his powers, and we can, like, save humanity that way. Levi is like, all right, that's pretty fucking brave if it comes down to that will you do it aaron's like yes but then they all start like strategizing and like actually thinking about it and they're like okay even if we restrain rod we know he has the power to wipe people's memories no matter what we do to restrain him we can't stop him from doing that so if he wants to that'll happen and then armin points out that like people turning back into titans after they eat a shifter is just a hypothesis and no one in this group has ever actually seen that happen so like it's possible that rod rice just eats aaron and nothing happens and this thing just destroys the wall and they don't have a titan to fight back with mm-hmm. also i love during this conversation they're all like having this big discussion like in the wagons heading back and then at one point, Connie raises his hand so he can ask a question. And it's just so cute. They're all like talking, yeah. like figuring things out. Connie just kind of raises his hand. I fucking love Connie. So Brian, Brian's doing the same thing right now. <laughs> you have something to add, Brian. Because I just, I, just I just wanted to say this is another shot that I really loved. Of Orbit District. In, in this episode. The way they draw. So he's showing us a picture of Orbit District. And like the way they are able to draw these cities in a way that makes them look like they're actually like functioning dense towns is really impressive 
It's also a reminder that the walls are huge. Sometimes huge. I forget. Yeah. They're huge, man. They go for miles and miles. I know. And I also, like, I know that Sullivan has seen Chernobyl. I don't know if um, Ben or Noah has, but this, sh- like, this shot reminds me a lot of Chernobyl. Just with, oh, with sure. like, yeah, yeah. like, with the power plant and then the city in the background. Like, it reminded me a lot of that, and I think that's why like, I love that shot event? so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and the the Brian show. was there. The HBO miniseries. <laughs> Brian was there. <laughs> Brian, do you have something to say? Were you uh No, but yeah, Brian, I agree because it's like the shot of Orbit District and like we are constantly getting shots like this of just like in the background of shots we see the steam from the yeah. Rod Rice Titan. It like it like puts it it puts it in perspective for everybody who's in the city. Right. They're like really really selling us on how big this titan is the way that they portray scale in this episode is so well done and a lot of that is because they use the cgi right like they wouldn't be able to do it without the cgi Um, yeah two details i love about like the fucking cart conversation it's like hanji just like being injured and lying down and having this like strategizing just like season two when she's on the wall and everyone's like crowding Uh around her um but another really funny thing is like this like almost like mild fourth wall break where sasha becomes the viewer and they're talking about getting back to aaron's basement and sasha goes the basement is that really important (laughs) No, she says, oh, the cellar. You mean that's important now? <laughs> and Connie's like, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> but yeah, because oh they have God. this conversation where like Armin, Mikasa, and Aaron are like, hold on. Grish is a great guy. He's a doctor. He like saved so many people. He wouldn't be doing this for nothing. He took that founding Titan power because he knows if it went to someone in the Rice family, they wouldn't save humanity. Like there was this whatever they were seeing in these memories made them not do it and so he was actually trying to save everyone by doing this we gotta we gotta wrap this episode up oh my god we're i didn't even realize the time but yeah let's bust through this so basically um they're like historia we gotta kill your dad it's the only way they get back to orvid and there's like this great moment where levi's like oh yeah historia and also by the way you're gonna be queen (laughs) and connie like stands up for her He's like, hold on. She like just, and he's like stumbling over his words. He's like, you're her dad. She like just fought back against her dad. And Levi's like, you got something to say. Mm -hmm. And then John steps up. And I love this like little group dynamic between them of Connie stumbling over his words and John stepping up and being like, no, this is not cool. You can't force this on her. She just like proved that she is more than a bloodline and you're going to force that right back on her. Historia is like, fuck it. I'm going to be queen. Um, And she has this great moment where she's like, I have one thing i need from you though and it's like i'm gonna fight she walks into the room in her odm gear and it's sick it's really cool i love how like the music and the tension builds and everyone's like all right aaron what's the plan and like it's like a slow zoom on aaron's face and he's like we're gonna use everyone as bait i know i love when they're like how do you plan to evacuate and Erwin's like we won't evacuate <laughs> I tell you, I think every single one, everyone's like, oh, Erwin, the tactical genius. Every single plan is bait. We have bait. <laughs> Forward. <laughs> Shinzo Wosasayo. Every single one. Yeah. And it works, I guess. You know, like hundreds of people usually die, but it works. It does work. Season three, episode nine, Ruler of the Walls. Um, We start out with Titan Vision. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Rod Rice Predator Vision. Oh, God. <laughs> As he's, all, like, seeing all the people glowing in the walls. It's wild. This was really... It was really cool and unique. 
that like POV shot of him. It was so I good. Know. We haven't had like a Titan POV shot before. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing. Erwin explains at the moment, Rod Rice is coming to the nipple city because that's where all the people are concentrated, right? And if they were to evacuate all the people into Walshina, Rod Rice would just head straight for Walshina and then there would be a hole in fucking Walshina. So if they have it come to Orvid, at least they have like this buffer of another wall, right? <laughs> they explain that Aaron tried to stop Rod Rice with his new like Titan controlling powers and his paltry little attempts to be like, and stop, stop running. And come on. <laughs> Aaron fucking calls him tiny. He says, stop, tiny. tiny punching the air. Which is like, it's I a really funny that. out of context shot because Levi's really right behind him as he's saying that. We'd say Aaron has kind of has a plan to keep everybody alive, which is we're going to tell everyone that we're doing an evacuation drill. So everyone is like ready by the gates if we do need to evacuate, if our plan does go south. And so we get a bunch of shit like with like seeing the people evacuate and they're saying like, is this just the new military control showing their power? Are we up to the point when... um? When the the one woman has the the entire town like gathered in front of her, mm -hmm. is that where yeah. we are right now? Yep. Can I just say how much I fuck I hated this because she's pretty much telling all of them, all right, all of your lives are in danger, and I need you to like listen to us right now. And then this fucking boomer like pipes up and is like, I need to open my <laughs> store. Yeah, he's like, but what about the economy? <laughs> And she's like, you're not going to have any customers today. Everybody's right here. And he's like, ah, I'll have customers. And then he starts like fist fighting her or something. It's like, he's dude. Like grabbing her, shaking her, yelling. Yeah. yeah. When, when we do our uh, Attack on Titan redub, Noah's going to play that old man. <laughs> hey, I just got to open my store. You see? <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I fucking hated that dude. This Rod Rice Titan is coming for the wall. We see that they're like, all right, we're going to use cannons. Cannons should be effective. It's a big target to hit. And I fucking love we get this money shot of all of our main characters standing on the wall side by side. It's really cool. And they're like watching these soldiers like shoot the cannons at Rod Rice and they're sucking ass because Aaron explains they are soldiers in the northern interior. Like the Titans attack from the south. Like these guys don't have experience anyways, but it's like they're on top of that. They are interior soldiers. Exactly. So they're North like, Wall Sheena. So they like literally are like the least likely to ever see combat. And so, yeah, they're sucking ass and fucking Hanji <laughs> runs in. and She's like, Erwin, I brought the goodies. Yes. <laughs> and she just has fucking barrels of gunpowder and nets. <laughs> And also these wild contraptions of like these barrel, these like explosive barrels that are hooked to ODM gear so they can like shoot them into shit. It's That's like pretty awesome. Wild. I love when Levi's like, eh, it looks like the cannons aren't doing shit. And Hanji's like, sweet. That means we actually get to use them. <laughs> I know. Levi in the sub, he's like, Hanji's like, how are the cannons doing? And he's like, slightly more than a pissing insect. Yeah. 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 That was a really good line. And Historia's moment here where she talks to Erwin and she explains like, I need to do something here. Like the people won't bow to a queen by name alone. Like, I feel like in these episodes, we're really seeing this like charm and leadership from Historia. Like in the first couple seasons, everyone has this, like she has this magnetism, right? Everybody loves her. Everyone wants to be near her. And like, we're starting to understand why she has like this natural 
like sort of leadership sense to her. She knows what needs to get done. She's just generally likable. And it makes sense because she's like supposed to be the queen. Like, I like that we get an answer to why she's like so irresistible to everyone. <laughs> Aaron just goes from one extreme to another. <laughs> like he goes man versus self conflict. I wrote. <laughs> yeah, because he's like in the beginning, he's so fucking overconfident and cocky. He's like, I'm going to save the world. Now he's just like, I'm so depressed and no one likes me because I'm an idiot and I do bad. <laughs> I just a widow titan. And then he punches himself. <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking dramatic, dude. He's he's just, I, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. It was so. Why are you punching yourself? He has a great line of like, I wanted to think that like the strength I got from the titan was my own, and that is like what a weak person thinks, you know? Yeah. Like he's starting to really understand what having this power means. Um, and he has this moment where he looks down into the city and he's like, yo, Armin, come look at these kids. Like they look just like us on that day. And what really turns Aaron's thinking around is Armin says, yeah, those kids do look just like us, except now there's a big difference. Like they have those kids will have soldiers ready to protect them. And those soldiers are us. Mm. I, I love the significance of those kids, but I will say I just can't help but think they look like like the great value brand of the main characters, like <laughs> yeah. the, the save a lot brand. Like, oh, don't worry. We have Aaron at home. Aaron at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so another line I really like that Aaron acknowledges in his inner monologue is that he's like, I hated Titan so much and Mm -hmm. I never questioned it when I became one. And that's what you said. Like, I wanted to think this strength was my own, but it wasn't. I just Mm -hmm. happened to have this power. Like, this isn't anything special about me. And when he starts being a total shithead and punching himself in the face, the line that spurs that is Mikasa is like, Hey, uh, Aaron, stop staring off into the distance. We don't have a lot of time. Keep your hands busy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Bow. Pow. And, and what does he say as his explanation? They're like, why did you just punch yourself? He's like, oh, I was beating up a weakling. Like, what does he yeah, say? It's like, something I, I, stupid. There's like this weak brat. Um, I hope he's dead now. Yeah. Oh, my God. But he's the, so angry. The Rod Rice Titan gets to the wall. It fucking lifts, it, lifts itself up. Its entire face is just oh my god oh my god that shot is gross and it's stuck like his fucking his guts are like hang dangling it was so fucking gruesome and its guts like it's literally like they pour out and like hang over the fucking wall this is almost shot exactly like the first episode right like yeah literally yeah yeah. the the picture from the manga of like the kids looking up at this rod rice titan yeah and i have to say it's not one to one the rod rice titan is 800 times more frightening than the colossal titan it's actually (laughs) twice as big as the colossal titan yeah twice as big and three times as scary i also wrote down that the rod rice titan looks like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh monster like i could totally see him popping up on one of the cards Did someone say Yu-Gi-Oh? So Aaron had that like hard right turn. Then he does another hard right turn. He's like, he just keeps fucking bouncing from extreme to extreme. And now he's like, ha ha, mankind has an ace of its sleeve and it's me. And he like fucking transforms into a Titan. Aaron's like, our gamble this time is that it has a mouth for us to huck a barrel full of fucking explosives into and erwin's an artist yeah i wrote good try with that drawing erwin he like tries to draw rod rice's face and it's just like it looks like a gimp suit hey maybe he maybe he was right-handed okay fair enough oh come on erwin does it he throws this fucking giant bag of explosives into this thing's mouth uh it explodes in this insanely epic way so awesome 
just the shot awesome. the shot of it like you see like all the explosions like going throughout its body and it like fucking mm-hmm. just explodes it's so good and i love the look of everyone flying after the chunks right because they have to chase down the chunks because they have to make sure they hit the little <laughs> slice of nape yeah and i'm watching this them flying up into the sky and i'm sitting there like yep <laughs> What the fuck are they anchoring to? I know. <laughs> My kind of, I feel like what they're going for is that they're anchoring to the meat exactly. chunks, but and the it, meat chunks are a bit too high for them to be doing that. Um, it's shown explicitly in the manga. Like, here's a shot of Levi, I think. Um, like, literally, like, snagging into the meat chunk. Um, yeah, that's so fucking cool. Um, but it's not shown terribly explicitly in the anime, so when I'm watching it, I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> it's like the uh, Spider-Man... Like the that's exactly Spider-Man what I was thinking thing. of when he was like flying through <laughs> right. the city, but it's like it's just going up into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we get this song that comes back from season two. Like we kind of picked on it before. It's that song when like Historia starts doing the like uh, fucking ghost in the shell flying through like after she has the conversation with Ymir. And it has that song. that's like, you know, it's like has like lyrics and it's kind of cheesy but it comes back in this like epic orchestral moment here where historia is flying to the chunk of meat that houses her dad and she uh she gets it i also like that his chunk of meat it look it looks like like Django fett's like spaceship just like flying through the air <laughs> <laughs> fucking slave one <laughs> yeah, slave one um, I like the little flashback where Historia is like, I gotta def- get the nape myself. And Erwin's like, well, I don't have an arm, so I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. <laughs> um, but yeah, Historia hitting the nape, fucking blowing it up, and then falling down into Orvid is so good. She stands up on top of the cart and is like, my name is Historia Rice, and I'm your rightful queen. Like, it's fucking great. She also gets a flash of just, like, memories. Right, of just, like her family and it's shit. really interesting because it's very rod rice centered obviously it is it's like his mm-hmm. memories um we get to see like this side of rod rice like begging with his father like free this world of the titans like what are you doing um and like yeah. him and his brother being like don't worry rod i'll do it only for him to like get eaten and yuri has that exact same like look to his eyes that his father did mm-hmm. um rod rice pleading with what we assume is like historia's mother and being like you're the only one who understands me um, and that's pretty much yeah. like the flashes we see. Oh, and Frida getting the because saying the same thing, like, leave it to me, father. I'll do it. And then this episode ends with uh, we cut to Kenny, who just like is stumbling out of the wreckage of this chapel, looking and he like he looks Gustavo like fucking Two Face. Or yeah, that, that's a good one <laughs> hey, too. There okay, we go. and he like falls against a tree, and Levi comes up to confront him. He's having like all these flashbacks, as like we're meant to think he's like dying, and his like life is flashing before his eyes. And we're seeing all these strange things. Like we kind of see Levi in there. We see some characters that we haven't seen before. Um, and then Levi comes up to him and is like, well, shit, the rest of your squad was killed in the cave and you're about to fucking die. Uh, and Kenny's basically like, yeah, hey, we'll see about that. And he pulls out heroin. another one of those. He pulls out some heroin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and those are the episodes. Brian, you said these are your favorites. I think, yeah, in, in terms of like the sequences that we've been going by, these are this is my favorite sequence of episodes that I've seen thus far. Weirdly enough, it felt to me like a season finale. 
It and did. we aren't even at like the mid season. That's, that's something I was going to mention is that these three episodes feel like a season finale, but at least in this part, there's three more episodes. So, like, this is going to mm-hmm. be really interesting to hear what you think is going to happen, Brian. Obviously, I we're going to see a Kenny Titan, which I'm stoked to see. If it does happen, Aaron's Titan was so fucking ugly. Like I feel like it's it's pretty half and half which Titans get hot when they turn what people get hot when they turn into a Titan and what people just look like disgusting fucking monsters. Uh Kenny would look hot. <laughs> I think Kenny is gonna be a hot Titan. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny. He, he is. would be hot. He's gonna come out all jacked and, and shit. And he's still gonna have the he's still gonna have the hat on. Yeah. But it's like made of flesh. <laughs> oh god. Still kinda hot Yikes. though. Still kinda hot though. Still kinda hot though. Oh yeah! What the hell does Brian think? So Kenny's gonna turn into a Titan. Kenny turns into a Titan, and I feel like this isn't the last of the Rod Rice Titan that we're gonna see. I feel like it's gonna come back at some point. Honestly, so you think like Historia didn't get the fucking actually yeah. get the nape? Yeah, I think it, I think it'll come back. <laughs> it would be weird if there's just like a chunk of meat that's like they missed outside the wall and it's just slowly turning back into the red rice titan over the rest of the season (laughs) yeah let's let's just jump right into rating them right uh i think you should start brian since you said these are your favorites like i want to hear for me i thought like i i instantly thought about it last night and i think that these are all seen as across the board fuck okay big man honestly I think Damn. like just the f- the fact that this is the most intimidating Titan that we've seen in the show so far. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said before, like the, the way that they portray scale in the in these three episodes is so well done. And then the character progression for both Aaron and Historia, it's all just so good. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's seen as for me across the board. Ben mentions this a lot, which is that like in most anime, like a lot of the things that happen this show would be a full season in and of itself. Literally. These first nine episodes could be a full 24 episode season. Like if they wanted to make it like that, like yeah. easily. But they get it done. Up. They get it. They get this shit all done in three episodes. Like, yeah, it's so economic. Like, yeah. like we have season three, part one and part two. That eventually we'll get to. But like if, this was a normal anime. Like the political arc would have been part one. The Rod Rice part, part would have been part two. Yes. Except it's all in yeah. one part. And mm-hmm. there would have been like a dozen filler episodes where everybody goes to like Cancun on vacation. <laughs> Cancun. And then a beach episode. <laughs> when is the beach episode of Attack on Titan coming? <laughs> it better be soon or I'm going to lose interest. It's so clear that the writers for this show have so many ideas that they want to go with. So they they just like they get this shit done in such short amounts of time. Right. And it's so it's so well written. Yeah, this show I feel like the amount of like themes they tackle is so astronomical compared to most other shows. Like most shows have like one general theme they come back to. This show yeah. has a fucking million and it's able to do them all justice because of how economical they are with their time. Like they don't waste time with shit everything has a purpose in somebody's arc or something story which i will mm-hmm. say when, when it comes to the writing i mean i always like to bring up the original author isayama because in the end like they are they're Absolutely, pretty much yeah. just doing exactly what he did with this season mm-hmm. they kind of rearranged scenes for like storytelling purposes but i mean the themes the scenes the battles everything it's pretty much all there like he's done it and it is it's such an impressive art form too to be able to take something that's amazing and translate it into a different medium in a way that 
like flows as well as the original like you you very rarely have something that lives up to the hype of its original format uh noah what are your thoughts on this i like these episodes i don't like them as much as brian likes them but i think they're very good episodes and using sully's perfectly not flawed rating system is yeah. awesome and it gets we too much to shit um, I'd probably oh, give... if these episodes. I should probably explain it. If these episodes were a Titan, uh, how many walls would it break through? I like that it takes it takes Sully until like the second or third person has done the rating. It takes him until then to explain the rating system. It's, it's kind of leaving the, well, the audience with a little bit of mystery. It's self-explanatory because <laughs> oh, okay, it's perfect yeah. and not yeah. flawed in mm-hmm. any way, in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm thinking probably uh, I've got my notes rows, trossed rows in that order, like a four, three, four, maybe mm-hmm. just straight roses across the board. It's somewhere in like that three, three and a half to four range. I like them. I think a lot of cool stuff happens. And I think my favorite stuff is the character growth we see from Aaron and Historia primarily, just because they really go through so many 180s in the, these three episodes. You know, Aaron goes yeah. from like, I'm Jesus Christ. To, I'm a little bitch boy to I'm, I'm humanity's Jesus hope. Yes. Back to, I, maybe I'm not Jesus, but I'm like at least <laughs> a rock like, star. Maybe I'm one rung down from Jesus. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. I'm pretty fucking close, though. Like Bono. Yeah, oh, like Bono. Bono. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool shit. I hate the Rod Rice Titan, but his his design's great because you're supposed to fucking hate it and be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's and supposed to be gross. Yeah, there's so much stuff that also could be prevalent in the future and i don't even know and maybe I, there's great stuff it's awesome mm-hmm. I, I like the episodes they're good they're not my favorites but they're good i have to say i'm pretty much on the exact same page as you two like you two have said all of my thoughts on these three <laughs> episodes i'm probably closer to noah as far as it being like rose trust rose and then that trust could honestly probably be raised to a rose as well to make it flat out rose like yeah it's just like we get so much we get so much tease for the future while also getting so many like satisfying like not even conclusions or answers but just like growth from our characters yeah and let me say i the tension in these especially the first two episodes is great like they yeah. it's so tense the needle gets so close to historia's arm and i'm like oh god <laughs> i know there's not too <laughs> don't get aids historia there's not too much no. i can add it's just you know the action the visuals the character development um kenny okay he's probably for kenny. Me, like just Kenny. I don't know if I could rate them individually, but they're all gonna fall in like that four, maybe like four point five range. Like like some Titans got through Wall Rose, and then they're like halfway to Aramik when Levi takes them <laughs> yeah. down. Okay, I'm into that. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely it, they're up. It's a very good batch of episodes, so I'm probably closer to Brian. I wouldn't quite give any of them a five, but definitely up there. Uh, does anyone consider Rod Rice to be a tilf? He got a little little Absolutely. lumpy bump at the end. No. No. Shut the fuck up. Dude. <laughs> Rod Rice. I would rather fuck that fucking Mario Monopoly man than I would the Rod Rice Titan. That fucking colossal, colossal Titan. <laughs> he also got end. some holes at the end. If we do, do see. Oh, oh shut he the do fuck got up, holes. Man. He do got holes, though. <laughs> no. Uh, we do see the Frida Titan a little bit in this episode. Oh, she the Frida Titan. Frida. The Louis Frida Sierra Titan's kind of hot. Yeah she's, she's, yeah, she's like female Titan, but not fleshy. Brian, do you have any more theories for like what's to come? Because like, again, this feels like a season finale. Like when I watched these originally, I was like, what? Like there's still 
how many episodes are there left? Like 13? Probably more like 15? I don't a know. lot. Uh, Quite a few. There's a lot of episodes 10 left. and 3, so 13, yeah. I don't know if I... I don't think I have any more theories other than I think that we're going to see the Rod Rice Titan and Kenny's Titan has to have a hat. Flesh hat. I mean, something we brought up in the earlier episodes... I don't know if we talked about it last episode. It's just that we haven't seen like Barrett Holt, Reiner, and Amir. They're up yet. to some. Sh- they're up to some shit. I don't know what, but they're they're <laughs> definitely up to something. They're come on. <laughs> they're back inside the walls wearing like fake mustaches and hats. <laughs> They'll never recognize us. <laughs> we also haven't like, seen like... Annie in a while. We haven't seen her since the end of season one. We're Biner and Rertholtz. <laughs> yeah what the fuck is up with annie where's annie at she's dead miss her uh all right brian do you want to get out of here so we can talk spoilers probably uh okay real quick if you are listening to this and you like us leave us a rating on itunes because it helps us a shit ton also make sure you're following us in your podcast feed uh tell your friends about us and pop onto our social media at tea time with titans on instagram and at tea time titans on twitter if you haven't seen past this point in the show, get the fuck out of here because we're going to talk some spoilers. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. <laughs> spoiler. We are recording this on Martin Luther King Jr. Did you just say spoiler? It's, it's in the spoiler oh, section now that makes it a spoiler. Shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I said that a little prematurely. My bad. Uh. All right, guys. What you got? So I some stuff that I say because I, 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 I don't even think it's a spoiler, but just in case. I, something I noticed watching these episodes is just that Zeke and Erwin's dad look so similar they look very similar they're both blonde they both have like blonde beards they look very similar i don't think that means anything but i just wanted to say that they look similar we have talked about that before um i think and how i i found this reddit thread a couple weeks back where someone just like posted in the reddit like for a long time i thought the beast titan was erwin's dad and like Everybody under that just was replying, me too, me too, me too. Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. Yeah, they look, they do look very similar. I know, I when you first see it, it looks like Grisha with blonde hair, and you're like, is that Aaron's dad dyed his hair? And then you see Erwin's dad, and it's like, maybe it's Erwin's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really convinced it was him for a while. I also love how Brian never seems to, like, believe things he's shown, which is fair with this show, but he's like, he, he didn't yeah. believe Grisha's dead. He now doesn't believe Rod Rice is dead. <laughs> I also, I, I was on the same page as him where I completely thought Kenny was going to go full Titan, but like, mm-hmm. I like where it goes in the next I episode. I really like the way the next episodes go, which it also reminds me, so when Levi slashes Kenny, I feel like he could have just cut him in half there, but he didn't. So I wonder if part of him was like pulling his punch a little bit because of right. their history, because he raised him, you know? Yeah, he, There's some mercy he there. He raised him. He is his biological uncle, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. Jesus. Uncle Kenny. <laughs> Uncle Kenny. <laughs> I'm really excited to get into that flashback stuff with him. The only like spoiler note I wrote down was related to when uh, Rod Bryce was going like, we call that God. And this ties back to season two in Ymir's flashback when they're like, she is our goddess. She has the blood of the king flowing through her. Now we're starting to get this information of what the hell does that mean? I mean, by the end of season three, we seem to start to understand there is the royal family, the original King Fritz family that can activate Mm -hmm. the true power of the founding Titan. And clearly... Whatever group Ymir was with, whoever, like, was elevating her to this goddess status wanted to, like, make this false claim about her. They just take some random child and say, this is a descendant of the king. 
she's a goddess and it's like it's starting to piece that together and i mean also i'm we're uh we are recording these a bit ahead so like the episode you're listening to right now was probably recorded like a week ago and so we just watched the episode of season four um oh yeah the warhammer titan oh and like, yeah at this point we have such, oh yeah we have such a clear understanding of like what the rice family is seeing in their memories you know like what's making them stop and like even once we start to get those episodes like like those answers in season three like it's not that clear but now we like know exactly what it is that is stopping them from you know busting humanity out of the walls and i just think it's it's fascinating to rewatch these episodes with all we heard um by the end of season three is that there was the first king they referred to him the first king fritz Mm -hmm. who restricted their wills like there's something about his memories that impose this will and it's like now willie just revealed it like he became he's like i hate what eldia became i hate what the eldians did i hate the violence i hate the war i just let me go to my island with all my eldian people and let us just have a moment of paradise and we're gonna get that like the brief hints of that next episode with uh, what yuri says um but mm-hmm. yeah, that's like the kind of full story we're finally getting from Willie. And I, I will yeah. say it really like ups the question of like, is Rod Rice a bad guy? Because like the stuff that yes, like the reason exactly the reasons for protecting the people, life in the walls. They're not cattle from what everything's going on. They are protected from the discrimination in the rest of the world and like the anger towards them. Right. And like the only Hugh Ben Shapiro calling them lip lip snowflakes <laughs> with their safe space. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> um, just sell your houses and move to in towards the interior? Hypothetically, let's say, let's say a Titan <laughs> got into the walls. Why wouldn't they just run away? Checkmate, Libtard. No, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's just interesting to know that, like, in theory, they should just be living in paradise. The only reason they're not is because Marley is just fucking hucking Titans at them constantly. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's And also, just that last episode was dope, man. That was so cool. That's season yeah. four episode, I will say. Hey, no, you want to come on and talk about it? We haven't recorded the episode yet. Let's do it. We're probably recording it later tonight. All right. I, I might be able to maybe make an appearance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll talk later. I'll have my people talk to your people. All right. Yeah, just talk to my agent. All right. I think we can end this episode. Yeah, I have nothing more. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to Tea Time with Titans. If you like this show, please leave us a rating on iTunes. It helps us a butt ton. Thank you, Noah, for coming on this episode. He has been a great guest. You can also listen to him on our season four coverage uh, where he was talking to us about the episode, The Warhammer Titan. Our social medias are at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram, at Tea Time Titans on Twitter. Thank you to Chris Rowe for editing this podcast, and we will see you all next week. Okay. Hi, Chris. Get the fuck out of here, Noah. The episode already ended.